another episode of Between Us and Y'all. I am Yasmeen. I'm Hafiz. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Between Us and Y'all, where we have conversations between mothers and sons. Today we will have some guests and we'll introduce them shortly. And we want to thank them for being here as we've thanked all of our guests so far. Today we have the Abdullah family and we're going to start with their mom, Naima. She's going to be telling us a little bit about a business that one of her sons has. And then we'll give a chance to, to each of the young men to introduce themselves by age. So let's go from oldest to the youngest. So Naima. Okay, so I want to come everyone. I am Naima. I just want to introduce you all to Climax. Climax is a company owned by Adam Abdullah. Uh, you can go to the Climax Code dot com and get your gear from there uh, we also have on the line Idris who has certified photography and then we also have uh, FRVR records as well as FRVR CEO uh, producing producing and he has some uh, clothing as well I don't know if he has his clothing on it looks like he has some climax climax but anyway that's that's all of that and um, I am a, basically, I own my own business, get it done, virtual assistant company. I've been in existence for, oh man, over six years now. Man, it's been a long time. So you can see, you can reach me at www.getitdoneac.com. That's it. All right, if we can go, thank you, Naima. If we can go from the, the young men, oldest to the youngest, if you could just give us a short introduction, give us your name and a little bit about yourself, maybe just two things about yourself. Hey, how you doing? My name is Ishmael Abdullah. I'm 25. Uh, I'm a musician, producer, and I love to cook. Okay. Next in line. Uh, my name is Yusuf Abdullah. I'm 23. Uh, just graduated from Overthrow University with a business major and a focus in marketing. Um, and uh, I played professional frisbee for a little bit. So. My name is uh, Idris Abdullah. I'm 21 years old. And uh, all I do now, I just do photography, man. You, know? you know, document the memories. That's what's up. Finally. And I'm Adam Abdullah. I'm 19. I got a clothing line and I produce music also. All right, cool. Thank you all for introducing yourselves and thank you for being here. Nafis and I have known the Abdullah family for over 15 years. Um, Nafis and Adam, the youngest of the, the, the clan, have been best friends for years. And I asked him a couple of hours ago, you know, when did him and Adam meet? And he told me in the first grade. And so they're both out of high school right now. So these are long standing relationships, you know, that have been in our family for a long time. I remember teaching Yusuf for a couple of months <laughs> when he was in high school, you know, and I've been with Naima in different communities. And so I'm grateful for you all to be here. Naima is an excellent example of a mother who's raised four very productive and very excellent young men. So we're grateful to have you all here today to answer our questions and join in the conversation. Today we're going to be talking about religion, something that's very dear and near to both of our families. And we're going to focus specifically on traditional versus non-traditional practice and the impact on daily life, like how religion impacts your daily life. And so before we um, get started with any particular guests that we have on the show, we talk about a motto. Our family motto is to work hard, pray hard, love hard, and play hard. Do you all have a family motto? And if so, what is it? 
Yeah, so we were laughing about this because we were like family motto. So uh, basically we didn't have a family motto, but we did come up with one. And uh, that is um, to be original, okay. work hard, and be grateful. All right, I like that. That's definitely reflective of your family from what I see from a person looking looking in. <laughs> Y'all represent all of that. So that's definitely a good model for that Bloom family. Yes. All right, so now Feast is going to start us off with our first question. And as we go, anybody can answer, but we just want one person to answer at a time. We do want to hear from everyone. Uh, so the question is, we are all defined, we, we all define traditional and non-traditional practice of religion differently. How do you define traditional and non-traditional religious practice? Who wants to take that? I'll take it because maybe it'll help answer the rest of the questions for them but anyway traditional versus non-traditional when um the concept that i think about when i think of traditional is basically what is required that's what i think of in terms of traditional just because the religion of islam is just so vast and i could say oh this is traditional but it may be that i'm in morocco or oh this is tradition but it may be that i'm in pakistan or it's traditional but i may be in america but one thing that we know that is traditional across um, the muslims across the world it are the basic tenets. And so when we talk about um, traditional religion, that's what I'm speaking of. In general, in general, I think that that's how the boys may also see it as well. Non-traditional to me are the components that you add that kind of um, bring about depth for you personally. So um, that may be uh, kind of level, that may be on the levels of like spirituality, uh, meditation, um, you know, your, your personal extended prayers, your personal extended uh, fasting, anything that you do that kind of ex um, goes beyond what is necessary in terms of just the basic tenets. I think that that is considered non-traditional um, and how we're seeing it today. All right, any of you young men wanna tackle that? Sure. Um, when I think of traditional, I think uh, more ritualistic uh, sense of things and more ritualistic, um, like to the book type of practices um, compared to like non-traditional. Uh, when I think of non-traditional, I think of like a much more, I don't want to necessarily say a modern take on things, but um, practicing religion in a uh, world that's always evolving and uh, trying to figure out how that fits in like your day-to-day -day life, even though it may not um, be exactly the same as it was before in, in the past, it's still being able to uh, adjust to that and fit that religion in your in your day-to-day -day life, whether it's uh, showing it outwardly um, or whether it's just on a spiritual basis or whatnot. Like right now, we're in a very, I would say, non-traditional um, time. Uh, a lot of things that you traditionally would do um, in religion, you're not even allowed to do with COVID-19 going on right now. So we're having these non-traditional measures that are kind of becoming a little more prevalent, uh, prevalent uh, at this time. And I think we're dabbling a bit more uh, in that aspect. So. All right, any uh, one, of, one of the um, other young men want to add into that? And don't feel no pressure if you don't want to, it's totally fine if you don't want to add. <laughs> I see a lot of laughing, <laughs> but okay. So Nafisa and I'll, I'll add in and I'll add in, you know, when I think about traditional religion, it's very similar to the definitions that you all gave. Some of the things that we've grown up doing, you know, in our particular families or within our culture, 
because my traditions in California may be a little different to the traditions in Atlanta, even in the religion of Al-Islam. You know, we may be doing things a little different. But as far as non-traditional, that's where I, we are, are a little bit different in our definition. Because for me, sometimes non-traditional might involve doing some things that people might not necessarily say are tradition. For instance, you might have a Sufi community that they're doing things completely different than a non-Sufi community. And somebody might define that to say, that's totally not the tradition. Like, we don't know what that is. We don't know what you're doing. That's haram, even some people might label it. When in actuality, that's their tradition, you know, but sometimes that might be labeled as non-traditional. You want to add anything? Uh, All right, before we move on, any of the other young men want to add anything before I go on to our next question? <laughs> okay. All right, so based on your daily religious practice, whether it's non-traditional or traditional, why did you choose that particular way? Anybody? I mean, I would definitely say I've chosen the non-traditional uh, way of approaching religion. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know, at least going to like Oglethorpe University and whatnot. Um, a lot of that, along with the education I got at Muhammad schools, has like really opened my mind up um, to the way that people practice religion and the way that people connect um, spiritually. Uh, with God, whether it's, you know, through acts of service or through just their, their own personal journey, um, I realize there's a lot more ways that you can um, be one with Allah, be one with the Creator, you know, than just a traditional going to uh, the Mass every Friday or going to church every Sunday. Um, like, life is so hectic and crazy now that a lot of people have different... Uh, uh, responsibilities and means and people can now go to Juma from online anywhere, at any time and it's recording things like that so um, you know I think these these days convenience and accessibility is a lot bigger and being able to access these uh, uh, vast uh, communities of uh, other Muslims from across the world and uh, I think somebody and vast needs to life Sorry, so can somebody mute? I think it's, I think it might be you. We can come back to you after he finishes. It's just a little bit of feedback. Go ahead. And just like there's vast access to knowledge and, and to be able to learn about not only Islam, but other religions. So I would say I definitely took a non-traditional approach in that way um, because I have access to a lot of, a lot of these things now. Um, I think I can still, you know, practice being Muslim and, and take uh, what I can, you know, adjust in my life because at the end of the day, I think Allah knows like everyone's intentions and whatnot. Um, and I think that's the most important thing, that relationship. Okay. Ismail, were you going to say something before Yusuf started talking? Uh, kind of, basically, you kind of said the same thing in the, in the nutshell, to be honest, like, but uh, I just feel like me, I just feel like, I don't know, I don't want to say if it's traditional or non-traditional. I just know, like, what's best for me. And I know, like, you know, of course, the 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 basics, which is for all supposed to do the foundation. But I just feel like I also like to study our religions, too, and then just look at religion in one. Like, our religions as one and just see the truth of, of all things. You know what I mean? Because 
if, if when you study religion, it, it all starts back like it's like a, a lineage timeline that starts from the beginning anyway. So it's just evolving like the thing. And it's just now I think in the, like you said, the type of world we live in now, everything is being modernized. Like right, racism is is still prevalent, but I think though that's with the older generation. I think young kids like now they're not even thinking about racism. Like they don't even know nothing about slavery. They don't even know what that is, and they just they're not thinking about that. So like I'm thinking things are going to change. Like religion, they're not going to be thinking, oh this is that and that is this because now the truth is coming out people are saying they're like oh Jesus is not white so now they they wondering what's going on right they ask so, so thing I feel like everything is just going to evolve to just like truth and one at the end of the day anyways like you know what I'm saying like they said in the Quran it said, like, it says that people are always all Muslims of our religion so if you're just a true believer I believe that you're just doing right because it says in the Quran it says if you want to be like a people be like your Christians who study the books so if you just study and you living your life, you're waking up and you're doing what's right, you're a true believer. I like that. Any of uh, Adam or Idris, do y'all want to add anything? Um, yeah, I feel like I kind of have like a mix of kind of both, you know, because it's just like the people that I'm around, you know, like when I was younger and everything, like I'm like around the masjid a lot and everything. And I'm around like other people that I guess you could say that practice like the traditional way. You know, but as I got older, you know, and when I went to high school, I moved and like my high school is like very diverse and everything. And like, I wasn't really able to make it to like every Juma and like be around like a ton of Muslims and everything. So I kind of felt like towards that way, it was kind of like the non-traditional way. Okay. Sort of, but yeah, I feel like I kind of have like a mix of both. Okay. I feel like uh, for me personally, I feel like I, I would take more of the traditional way, I guess you would say, but I got to use it both. But uh, really in terms of the whole thing, because I feel like going the traditional route, I feel like it just makes my life easier. It just makes it easy. I feel like following like the, the Sunnah and the Quran, I just feel like it just makes the way I, I view the world and like just everything in general just makes it easy for me. You know, it bring, also brings peace to my heart. Like, I always know that with Allah, you know what I'm saying? I always always have Allah in all my, in anything I do, it just makes it feel like he's with me. And I don't have to really worry too much about what's going on in the world, because I know Allah, he ain't in control of it all. So, you know. That's good. Naima, how does it feel to hear your young men talk about their, their views on religion in that way? Yeah, yeah I, I this sounds about, Right, like this is how they think. So I, I mean, it just sounds normal to me, but um, just, but even from like an adult standpoint in terms of like traditional versus non-traditional, I think that those, um, they can kind of, I know that I take both a traditional versus and non-traditional approach, like uh, establishing a traditional approach, but then um, using non-tradition when it's necessary. And uh, just really, just even, even in, you know, bringing uh, your, my children up, in a traditional slash non-traditional way. Um, you know, when they were younger, you know, going to the masjid all the time, being around Islam, uh, you know, being going to functions and all these different things. But as they got older, you know, letting them kind of move into their own space when it comes to religion. So I think that that's why, you know, whatever is comfortable for them is where they've landed. And to me, that's, I'm good with that. And, and I know that me personally, I take a, both a traditional and non-traditional approach, not just because, um, 
I'm Muslim, but because I'm an African-American Muslim. And to me, that in and of itself leads and lends itself sometimes to non-tradition because no, I'm not going to be wearing a burqa or, you know, it just depends upon like how people in, in general look at tradition, as I said earlier. But um, if we're looking at just the tenets of Islam, I think that uh, the tenets are good. And then I like to fall into the non-traditional roles when it comes to other things as well. All right, so I appreciate your openness, you know, for our listeners that are listening. Oftentimes, you know, mothers are not having these conversations with their children. They're just expecting them to just follow whatever they have been, you know, teaching them for their whole lives and not allowing them to, you know, walk their own path. So it's impressive to hear a mom of four young men, you know, all of y'all kind of had different views, you know what I mean? But it all seems to be cohesive as a family. So that's impressive. Did you want to add anything before we move on on that question? Um, it was kind of like, kind of on the um, same lines as like what Adam said, like going to high school that's much like diverse and also not being able to go to the mass shit a lot. So having to figure out for yourself, like your foundation or like where you come from and knowing that God is, you know, always there and showing you what you need to do and how you need to do it and just making sure that I have my head on straight. So, <laughs> All right. So our next question, I think. The next question is, are there any other religious practices that you pull from that you found you found beneficial? And I heard I heard um, Ismael talk a little bit about Christianity earlier. So for anyone, all of y'all, are there any particular religious practices that you pull from that you found beneficial? That's been beneficial? Yeah. You know, when you're earlier when you were talking about Christianity, this is kind of along the lines of what this question is about, you know, we might have seen something in another religion that we say, I like that. And you take it on to be a practice that you do in your own life. Yes, a lot of like, basically our religions. I looked at, I looked at religion when I get to religion talks, just people that brought up religions about called Baha'i, I believe. And it's like a mix of our religions. And like, I've seen like how they all just have good things. Like I've seen Buddhism have some good things in it. Like, how you can just have compassion for somebody. It's just like Islam. It's like, see, that's when I started seeing everything really is the same. It's just for a, a different type of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, God is never going to leave his people. So the truth is always going to get to the people. So that's what I just say. I see it's going to be in every, it's going to be in our religions. It's going to have truth in it. Okay. In All right. Adam, what about you? I just, I don't want to say I stay strict in Islam, but like, you know, I just kind of focus on like the Islamic way because, you know, I know that's the right way to do everything, you know, Allah is in everything, he got me, okay. you know, and everything is well by Allah, so just kind of right. stay, the, stay the Islam route. All right, anyone else? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, uh, you know, having the opportunity like going to such a diverse school I've just learned so much about religion and like especially being a liberal arts school like learning some perspectives that um otherwise never would have been there and it's not necessarily adopting these perspectives but just being able to understand these perspectives and listen to those perspectives um from just like all these different religions um I remember having um um a friend who was atheist and was like one of the nicest people and always did all these nice things and was always so caring. And it like really made me like, take a step back and think like, they don't believe in like judgment. They're not thinking about like, 
they're going to get punished for doing this or not doing this mm. and things of that sort so they're really just doing this out of like the kindness of their heart mm. and it's like it really made me have to take a step back and think about am i doing this just because god god is saying to do it or am i doing this cuz i actually want to do this for someone like are my intentions like pure mm. or am i doing it for like my own personal gain at the end of the day and um i don't know it was really like a teaching moment for me from them cuz i was like i'm doing good like if i'm doing good i want to be doing good because i'm doing good like from my heart and as a person i want to be doing good because i'm i'm a good person at the end of the day not just because um god said to do this or or not to do something so i think that that's something that i i kind of learned okay my more increase <laughs> so for me um I of course like to to lean toward the Islamic route um but I have found that as I get older like using meditative practices um are you know work really well for me and then I also kind of think about not necessarily thinking of it in terms of religion but there are aspects of religion that that people may not see it in its traditional form like uh, making sure that you're healthy and making sure that you're active and and that you um exercise regularly and all of these different things that kind of make up being um make up your physical being your spiritual being your mental being and all of these different things and so when i start thinking about those the practices that i have uh, kind of adopted for myself is you know making sure that my mental state is right like i take vacations from my mental state you know what i'm saying and uh making sure that physically my body is right um because i think that you know uh we're responsible for our bodies and that uh will be answered we have to answer to though to to Allah on the day of judgment whether or not we took care of our bodies so i make sure that i ex- exercise regularly and eat properly and then um i also think about you know uh not just my religious life but my spiritual life which to me is connected to how i observe and how i think about Allah and then uh you know so meditation is good for me being able to read being able to journal those t- types of things that people probably don't think of in the terms of the religious sense but i do and so those are the traditions that i kind of take on right now all right anything you want to add idris well me personally i take i i don't really take too much of uh the other religious views i mean i try to stick straight to islam me personally um a reason being is because like i just feel like i mean all the religions they have good like like you said they have good and it has truth in it but i feel like islam like a lot guided to uh, me and my family towards islam for a reason like it helps you it helps you in all aspects of life like with islam it 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 puts you in a state in which that it'll make you more pure you know what i mean it, like the other religions they they have stuff but like like for example like you know in christianity or something like god's not going to say oh don't drink blah 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 you know in islam like it's more than just like having a fun time like being drunk getting drunk like that that can lead to other things like so allah he's always looking out for you at the end of the day so i just i just like to take my islamic views and put it into my aspects of life just to have peace ease at life and just do the best that I can. <laughs> okay. 
All right. So I appreciate all of your answers for our listeners. I'm sure that all of the listeners are happy to hear that we have a family that's open to talking about these partic- this particular topic. Because when you have families that have traditional religious practices, sometimes there is no conversation about other faiths. It's just, this is all we're going to do. If you talk about anything else, it's a threat to our family and this is a threat to our way of life. And so now you're betraying us in a way, you know, so it's fair and it's good to be able to know what your children are thinking, you know, because who knows if you've been doing this thing all of, all of your life and then they leave your house and they've never loved it. They've never respected it. And it's never been something that's been beneficial to them. So I appreciate you all for sharing that. And for any listeners who have a different you know, point of view, that's fine. But the most important thing is to understand what the point of view is so that you can respect it. So our next question is about um, there's this religion of Islam of Islam that we practice as being described as a way of life. How has Islam become a factor in your daily life? And I've heard you all talk about it, but just give me some examples about how it's been like you use it in your regular everyday life. Anybody? I mean, we're fasting right now. (laughs) That's perfect. Um, I don't know. It's it's been a a really great example um, uh, to a lot of my friends uh, who aren't Muslim because a, a lot of them are like oh why do you fast and, and things like that and outside of like uh, my relationship with God and like religious purposes it's like there's a, um, a physical benefit to it as well and like a mental benefit to it as well like you're getting rid of all these toxic thoughts and these um, uh uh, toxicities that you're putting in your body you're putting in all the junk food and things in your body throughout the day and during Ramadan it's really showing me like a lot of this stuff is like hurting my my uh my mental and physical health and it's really crazy almost every year before this typically I'm like at some ultimate frisbee tournament right now like (laughs) playing in a tournament while fasting Mm. And it's like, everyone goes like, oh my God, that's impossible. That's crazy. You're so strong. And it's like, you know, Allah gives me the strength at the end of the day. And it's just like, it's something easy at at this point. But also, I feel so much healthier uh, after these tournaments. I'm in better shape than a lot of these people. And it's like, those are just like some benefits that Islam has given me um, outside of like a religious context. Um, so I've even had like some friends now who are like, oh, I'm going to fast with you. I'm going to try this out with you. I'm going to work out while fasting just like you are. And I'm like, all right, you know, join, join in on me. And they're seeing like uh, a different side of me and, and a side of me that's a little more like relaxed and a little more patient um, and whatnot than, than what I uh, usually would be. So. Okay. Naima? Oh, Idris. Sorry. I think think Idris wanted to answer. I I wanted to say something about them. One of the practices that they that they do. But go ahead, Idris. Okay. I almost the question Islam. So, uh, yeah. So basically, like Islam being like in my daily life, like I feel like it helps me out um, mentally a lot. You know, and I also feel like Islam, it, it makes me a who I am as a person. Because like, say I want to do something or anything in life, like I always think about a lot, about the income, about the outcome of it. Like, 
I also think about reward I would get from it, how it would benefit not just me, but other people, you know? Because if I want to do something and I know that it, it, like if I do good, it makes me feel good, you know? And not only make me feel good, I know that a lot, I'm, I'm pleasing a lot at the end of the day. You know, what I'm doing that also makes somebody else feel feel good in the inside too. So just just having the, the daily routine and just trying to like follow the sunnah and follow the prophet, I feel like it makes me of who I am as an individual and it makes me awesome. Okay. That's powerful. Naima? I was going to say one thing that affects their daily life is, is prayer, you know? So like we all kind of, you know, we all live together. Um, except for Yusuf. <laughs> but, um, but, but just us all living together, you know, just, I mean, it's a big deal to have your children like call the event on their own and uh, to have their children say, hey, mom, we're going to pray. Do you want to pray with us or you, are you going to pray? You know, and just to have the, the zeal and the desire to pray on their own without somebody having to beat them with a stick or tell them 15, 20 times, like, it's time for prayer. Like, we're going to pray and we're going to get back to what we're doing in our own, in our real life. You know what I'm saying? But that, I mean, that to them, that's a daily practice for them. Like they're not thinking twice about like, let me sit around and miss prayer. And, you know, and if they miss prayer, it's like, I'm making it up. So, you know, that's important. So that's something I think that that affects their daily life and just making sure that they're on it. I think that that's important to all of them. So I'm going to laugh at that though. Adam, you want to add anything? <clears throat> Yeah, also, you know, praying, you know, every day, it kind of just kind of, like, censors, like, my mental, you know what I'm saying? And just having, like, faith in Allah, like, so if I get frustrated or, like, something doesn't go my way, you know, I, I know, like, you know, everything happens for a reason, you know, Allah is in control of everything, and I know everything is going to be straight, like, if, if something don't go my way, I just say, mashallah, and it's all good, and Allah going to have me straight. See, that's one thing I know that happens in my day, like, like. Thing. Cool. You want to add anything to that question, Nafis? I think kind of like what they said also, like any decision that I make, like how is this going to affect me if I'm going to get a, you know, a sin from this or a blessing from this? How is this affecting my mental state? Especially, I guess, don't go into school, like seeing the difference between praying like consistently and not praying is like, this definitely has a, a bigger impact on like your mental state, your physical state and all, even in your spiritual state. So definitely trying to bring that up more so you can get to a better a better space for yourself. All right, and before we move on to our next question, um, my way of practicing this, you know, religion in my daily life, let me add your brother back in one second. All right, so for me at work, you know, I try to exhibit the sunnah of the process of my behavior um, coworkers. Can you mute? It's my mom. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So sometimes, you know, at work, you don't have to announce that you're Muslim for somebody to know that you're Muslim, just based on your behavior. You know, somebody could know that I'm trustworthy. You know, they could trust me with what they say, or they can leave their purse near me and I'm not going to jack them, you know, or steal the money out of their purse because that's a characteristic of being a Muslim, you know, or they can trust that I'm going to be fair in the way that I handle my work. I'm gonna be honest in that too. You know, and I found that people learn a lot about Islam because of behavior sometimes. It's not always about your conversation and beating somebody over the head about, you know, what you believe in, but actually practicing it in your behavior. And so that's that's my thing. No, peace. 
Uh, the other, the next question is: Outside of collective daily prayer, how does your family discuss the impact of your approach to daily faith practice? How do you all discuss it amongst each other, or do you all discuss it amongst each other? Well, just like the, just like Islam in general. Just your your approach. Like you all have, when we asked the question about your approach to daily practice, you all were a little bit different, you know, in the way that you practice daily and your approach to it. You know, for instance, Yusuf might be in school doing something a little bit different because he's hanging with his friends. Yeah. As opposed to you, Adam, you know, with your music, you might be doing things completely different. But do you all have conversations as a family about those differences? And if so, what does it look like? Uh, I don't say that we have it as like a family, like a, like everybody come on, like we about to discuss. I just feel like, you know, we all open to like learning and teaching each other stuff. So like, I might just be chilling, doing, doing something and then like, Yish might come and just like tell me something like about the religion, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like drop some knowledge on me or Sardi might drop some knowledge on me, like about some suras or like, uh, you know, some sooner ragas, some extra ragas, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. That's just an example though. You know, just kind of like teaching each other, like little by little, you know, taking upon like small knowledge, like every, you know, here and there. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of how we discuss it. All right. Any of the other young men want to answer before your mom chimes in? Yeah. A, a similar thing. Uh, I know if I drop over by the house, I'm about to be hit with the cut by as soon as I walk in. <laughs> Um, uh, probably from Idris, you know, Adam, they go, they start telling me all this stuff, which, you know, it's good, it's good. And, and our, our family, uh, group text, my, my mom just dropped the Jews in there the other day, um, uh, which was great, great to read that. Um, and sometimes my, my dad up in Dartmouth, you know, he's religious advisor now. So, um, I'll call him up and, um, my dad and I would just talk about religion and like, uh, where it's originated and like how it's changing and, and, and how the world's been evolving and, and how to be able to still incorporate religion in um, your day-to-day life in a world that's starting to try to make religion seem obsolete. So wow. just try to have some deeper conversations with, with, uh, with my dad about things like that. Okay. Ismael or Idris? Um, I would say I would say that uh, my parents not like, you know, forcing a religion upon us actually helped me get closer to to the religion. Because, you know, a lot of people, they take religion as an, as an inheritance and they never find it for themselves. So having that distance, it helped me like find, find the religion myself, you know, and not just trickle down knowledge. It helps me go search it and, um, and, and get where I need to go mentally. <laughs> like that. Okay. Ismael, you want to add anything? Okay. All right, Naima, did you want to add anything? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, when it comes to... Man, I, I, I was thinking about something. Uh, I'm going to try to go back to a, another thought I was thinking. I was thinking about... You know, we have these conversations. We're not necessarily having these in-depth conversations about Islam and all of these different things. We kind of just, it's its really organic for us at our house. Um, so if we have a conversation about it, like if I see something that I don't like in terms of behavior, I'll maybe talk about a virtue or something that I don't like in someone's behavior and say, hey, you need to check that out. And it's not that you need to check it out with me. 
I always tell them, what's up with you and Allah? Like that's between you and Allah, but you need to check that with Allah, you know? So always making sure that they always know that everything that happens is not, you're not in trouble with me. You're in trouble with your Lord. So you check that out with your Lord and deal with your Lord with that. And then of course, Ismael, <laughs> I know that, you know, we kind of laugh sometimes about it, but Ismael is very, uh, he has some super deep, uh, theological ideas and concepts. So he's always trying to drop all these different gems about like all these different religions and how this is connected and this is connected and all these dreams that he has. And, you know, he's going to be an imam one day. I mean, just all this different stuff. And so, although it's, um, you know, it's, it's somewhat comical, but at the same time, you know, it's like he feels inside of his own self, um, his own power and his own strength. And that comes from Allah. So alhamdulillah, you know, we just continue to have these conversations and, and like when they have experiences, whatever experiences they're having, you know, I believe that, you know, some people don't necessarily believe that you should let your children kind of not do whatever they want to, but just let them grow in the religion and then finding their way. And uh, people are gonna make mistakes and not necessarily beating them over the head with the religion about the mistakes that they make. Um, and then just for me personally, it's just like, you know, when you are gentle with them about the religion and just gentle reminders, 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 reminders. And sometimes, you know, it's not that you accuse them, but I always tell the boys, you know, uh, a reminder benefits the believer. Not that I'm saying that you're not doing this or not that I'm saying that, you know, this is something that you shouldn't be doing or whatever, how, whatever angle, it's just that I'm reminding you. And so I think that they can appreciate that aspect of it. Um, and, you know, just... You know, to me, I've, we've taken, um, me and their father, we've taken a little bit more of a of a gentle hand approach to religion. And I think that that kind of helps them develop as uh, individuals and uh, have their own practice with their Lord in their own way as well. Okay. All right. So for the next question, I don't really think I need to ask this, but since our listeners are listening, I do want to make it clear that I was going to ask them, has Islam allowed you to express yourself in your own unique way? We've heard them all share their different ways, but I do want to just say if Islam has not allowed you to express yourself in a unique way, raise your hand. And I just want to let it be known to the listeners that no hands were raised on this podcast episode. All of our hands were down, so we have been able to express ourselves in unique ways. Nafisa is going to close us out with our last question. The last question is... If you had to offer advice to any mother-son duo on the way to support each other's unique ways of incorporating faith practice in their daily lives, what advice would you offer them? Okay. Looks like Alex um, answer. Adam? I'm sorry, Yusuf. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> um, my biggest thing is um, go out and experience um, other religions firsthand um i think it'll create a deeper appreciation for your own religion um uh at the end of the day uh, like islam in particular for me like in high school i used to go all the time I, I have a car and i used to just go wherever my friends went we used to go to church on wednesdays church on sundays um and these are my friends i used to always play frisbee with other uh, great things to, to like hear here, there, uh, I'm going to say this is like a Nazarene church, um, been to ba- Baptist church, Catholic church, um, been to Jewish temples, um, went with uh, one of my friends uh, who practices like a traditional Vietnamese um, religion, 
And it's like, I've had all these opportunities to experience all these religions. Um, and, you know, experience with people that don't even believe in religion. And it's kind of helped me to appreciate um, what I have and what I've learned. I always, I always get questions. Oh, well, why aren't you this? Why aren't you that? And blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, at the end of the day, um, the knowledge and understanding that I have from Islam has like helped me to be who I am today. And I know I wouldn't be this person um, without it. Without it. Um, like if I grew up Christian, I know I would not have the beliefs and like this open mind and understanding that I do. Um, so I think one of the most important things for sure is to not just look up things because these days it's so hard to tell like from what's real and what's not you know you, you get people saying oh this is accepted and this, this is accepted and that the best thing you can do is go put yourself in that culture and get to know those people and get to understand those people um, because if people just read from what they saw in the news and you know Muslims are terrorists and they're bad people but a lot of my friends through me encountered like what a Muslim is and who a Muslim is and they're like oh okay well they're nothing like i described one of my friends in particular told me about this experience that he had in the church where they were um, attacking muslims and i've been in a church where they didn't know i was muslim and they were attacking muslims oh. i've been in churches where um, they knew i was muslim and they would welcome me every sunday come back i was on their list um of the the church family of like oh we'll contact you or whatever and it's like if I only had one of those experiences and I didn't go to the other, then I would only have this narrow-minded viewpoint. Um, but luckily, it's, it's allowed me to experience so much and be able to appreciate Islam even more. And like, it's, it's just left me like with one of my my favorite verses, um, which is Lakum Dinukum Wali Adin, you know, like, to you be your way and to me be mine. And uh, the way that I've chosen, I think, has uh, been really beneficial to me. And, and, and I don't do a lot of that, you know, I'm still, uh, in that path, so. Alright, cool. Anyone else? Um, some advice for like a mother-son duo. I say like my mom said, you know, you don't want to kind of like force anything on each other. Because, you know, I know some people where it's like they got to do it the way their parents do it, you know, or there's no other way. So like, just don't force it. And kind of what you said, get the experience of yourself, you know. And yeah just kind of learn from, uh, for yourself and then y'all can kind of like come together and just like share the knowledge and everything okay Teresa, any advice <laughs> okay is, okay. is, is my still on I think he, he got cut off oh okay okay so uh, advice that I have from mothers is number one uh, be gentle uh, I'm, I'm a firm believer in being gentle. Sometimes the boys say, you know, mom, you're too nice and you're always trying to help people. But I just believe that, you know, being gentle is the way and it's the sunnah. And then uh, always respecting people's per uh, individual personal growth. Like every child isn't the same. Um, how you approach one child is not going to be um, how you necessarily should approach another. Um, and if you want to have some traditions, that's great. Um, establish those traditions how you choose, but you know, leave room for non-traditional um, aspects for your children to grow and develop as well. And then um, I think the biggest thing is to live on your own personal principles. Just know what your principles are. And knowing what your principles are, if they line up with um, what you believe, no, we're really, your beliefs should line up with what your principles are, um, And number one. And so believe in Allah, 
that's enough. You know what I'm saying? So everything else that happens in our life automatically lines up. And so we don't really have a lot of tugging and pulling and having to force people to do all these different things. And um, I just, you know, I just believe in giving people growth and giving them room. I'm giving that. All right. Any last words, Nafis? So what do you think as far as um, advice? You don't have to make anything of it if you don't have any. It's completely fine to leave it if you are fine with the advice that's been offered. Definitely along the lines that they said, just being, well, making sure you have that, that space to have that conversation, to be open to this is the way how I see things and this is, might be the way how you see things. So let's come together and maybe express that and also understand even though this might be my mom or this might be my brother or, you know, at the end of the day, these people are still individuals and they still have feelings and emotions about certain things. So always take that into consideration before you, you know, maybe drop some knowledge or any information on someone so they, you, you know, they're able to take it or receive it. So. Okay. All right. So we want to thank the Abdullah family for joining us today. This has been an excellent conversation on religion. I intentionally chose this family because I really admire you all's approach to religion. Um, like the, when they did their introductions, all of these young men have different walks of life, you know, but they're all very successful in those walks of life. You know, we have artists, including my son, who's an artist as well. And Naima, who's an artist too, you know, she didn't mention that, but I know her as an artist as well in fashion and other ways, you know, but it's important for you to appreciate whatever your child's walk of life is and understand what it looks like and how that relates to religion. So we want to thank you, the Abdullah family, for being here. This was another episode of Between Us and Y'all. We hope that everything that we discuss has been beneficial. We always advise our guests and our listeners to work hard, pray hard, love hard, and definitely play hard at the end of all of that. And we want to thank you for listening and thank you, guys thank you all for being here. Have a good night. Assalamualaikum. Thank you so much. 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 Thank you so much.